Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. This is another Money Show. Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. JR and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and JR Rochford. Here we are, your hosts, Anthony Correo and J.R. Rochford, taking a break from our day-to-day -day as financial advisors with Rochford and Associates, a fully independent fourth-generation family office right here in the greater Phoenix area to bring you information you may not find on those other financial radio shows. We are aware that the last thing you need is another money show, but we appreciate you being here, and I think we got all kinds of stuff that we left you on with last week. We mentioned uh, the 10 pillars. Again, it's been a long time since we talked about that, but I mean, it kind of ties directly just to any of the news that we bring in general. You know, everything's financial related. Um, I had a few other stories. JR, I know you've got a few on your list. I was going to talk, you know, possibly about interest rates. I just uh, I go to pick up that C8 tomorrow or two. Yeah, tomorrow. That real estate... Um, real estate commission issue that we talked about a little bit. It looks like you got something on that. You have another bank story for us too. I'm not sure if you wanted to share that one, but we're, we're, you're going to be more specific on that. I mean, I every the latest in your long legacy of them not liking you specifically. No, it's incredible. It's incredible. I I I mean, I re I'm not being funny. I don't know which one. I mean, I I went online. I brought up a couple weeks ago that I went online to do a transfer to pay off a credit card and there's a delay. So I'm like, well, wait a minute, what about Fed now? And then I went last week to do a transfer from one bank to a credit union. And it was a, I think it was a five business day delay. It's my money in the bank. It's my money in the credit union. I want to move it over. My understanding is it should be fairly instantaneous at any given time. There's no money. There's just these lines and zeros. Make them match up. So, but anyway, so it's five days. So then I thought, well, let me see if it's just that bank. Maybe it's their rules and I'm mad at the wrong thing. So I went to do the, uh, the originating bank to another bank. So now I'm trying to send money to a credit union and then to a bank. Same thing. So it, it's just... Uh, it's my money. I want to move it. There's a delay. I don't understand that. I could even have some justification to call that a mini bail in if I can't get my money and it's important. And my biggest thing is we haven't heard a word about Fed now in a long time. So if you've been following along with executive order 14067, if you started following along with Fed now, what, what point in the process are we at? Because I can't find anything on it i have no Don't idea people are going to be desperate for that uh digital currency the cbdc so that these transactions can happen uh, well we built the infrastructure with fed now but it doesn't quite work with our full system but if we had a a digital currency then you could have your payments instantaneously would you be happy not, then, jr that's not what they said anthony they said fed now is going to make our payment system now real-time payments nights Weekends, they specified 
holidays. So give me a break. But anyway, another. I expect to believe them. They say a lot of things. I believe our government when they tell me anything. It's like in the military. Stop peeing on my leg and tell me it's raining. So another bank story. I go into a bank and, and I go to ask for a little bit of money. So I, it's my money. I mean, I kind of worked hard to get it. It's in the bank. I made sure the funds were there. I wanted to have some of it. I didn't want a lot of it. It's not like I asked for 5000 or 10000 or some ridiculous amount. I just wanted a little bit of my own money. And the woman stared at me <laughs> and she's like, well, what do you need it for? I'm like, ah. And a part of me wants to rail on these people, although I know it's not their fault. I don't know what you make. I don't know what you earn as a teller. You're just a hapless cog in this wheel. But none of your business is the the obvious answer. Cocaine and hookers isn't funny to anybody but me. So I, I'm like, she's staring at me. And I'm like, I'm going gambling. She's like, what? I, I want to play cards. Oh, no, no, son, go to a casino. I, apparently, this is not a well-used excuse to get your own money. She, she just stared at me. Then she has to get a manager involved. True story. Manager comes over to help this poor teller and he's typing. He's at her computer typing. I'm like, what now? He doesn't make eye contact with me and he's just, he's typing something. And then he literally, he doesn't say a word and then he walks away. I'm like, did I just get myself on a suspicious activity report? Over well, a very novel. To take out massive amounts. I mean, is this fifty thousand? Is this a hundred thousand that you're trying to go gambling with? Did you hear me start this with saying it was not even five thousand or ten thousand? It it oh, wasn't. So a it's big not amount. a massive amount. It's a very it casual. Not a big amount. I, I don't know. It's just. But, I mean, we say point. this on the radio show for a very, 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 very long, very long time. That if the bail-in comes and it does, it seems like it's here already. And just not advertised. Um, but if you have any interest in getting money out of the bank, the sooner the better. Because um, they're making it much, much harder for you to get to right now. And the banks don't have any money. We've been bringing that. You know, Anthony, you came to the office six years ago this summer. And, and you researched it just like I did. There's no money. It's all accounting online. There's no money. I, we've been telling people these banks are in jeopardy. I'm still going to say it. We had a we had a person that listened to the radio show come in a couple weeks ago, and he said he admitted that he has a safe deposit box, and I and and he's comfortable with it. So okay, I, I, I'm not. I mean, I still think people need to get these safe deposit box contents out, get them home. If you have, you know, your if it's just some valuables, maybe you you know fire, flood, burglary, you have to be careful. Get a safe. If it, if it's you know big money, if it's fifty thousand dollars in cash in your safe deposit box. You may want to spend five grand, you know, get an alarm system, get cameras, buy a Doberman, then be prepared to feed the Doberman. You know, I mean, put some security screen doors on your house. You should do that anyway. If you watched the news at all this past weekend, you know, a poor woman was murdered while jogging. You, you know, it, it, the country is getting less safe. And the people that don't know what I'm saying right now, they're just not paying attention. It's, it, things are weird. So even if you're, uh, I just switch gears. I want to talk about borders and immigration. Even if you're not getting rid of your safe deposit box, even if you're not taking money home, you better put three inch bolts on your door jams for each door. You better put up security screen doors. You better have an alarm system, get it monitored because we're, we're living in weird times. Uh, you know, a lot of people aren't affected yet, but by the time you are, it'll be too late to do all this stuff. Anyway, back to the banks. So it ended up with this manager typing and then just walking away. Nothing was said. And, and so to this poor young lady, I'm like, is everything okay? 
She stares at me again. It's like she they don't know what to say. It's creepy and uncomfortable. The banks used to be a place where their job was either you give them money or they give you money. And then behind the scenes, they're using your money, you know, look up zero reserve. They're using your money for mortgages and reverse mortgages and, and business loans and all this stuff. So, but none of that can, I just want to give you money or take money. And I've had a problem putting in money. I think I brought that up on the show a few weeks ago. I went to bring in the exact amount to pay off my, my monthly bill at the credit card. And, and they were kind of weirded out because I brought it in cash and it was $1,200. That, that one was, it was actually kind of funny. And again, it wasn't a big, I didn't bring in a burlap sack or a canvas bag. I brought in 1200 and some dollars and they were like, well, wh- where's the cash from? <laughs> also gambling. Oh, uh, well, probably. I mean, knowing me, I'm, I'm still playing Pyga whenever I get a chance. Yesterday was my birthday. Played a little bit of Pyga. By the way, today, as we record this, this is a Monday. Usually we record on Wednesday. This is Monday, February 26th. So we might not be as relevant by the time you hear this on Saturday as usual. Not that we're very relevant to this planet ever anyway, but we might even be a little bit less. But today's Monday the 26th. I did play a little cards yesterday. You joined me. That was kind of fun. Uh, let's, uh, I don't know why I brought that up. I just, I guess I want people to call in and, and write team and another money show and at least wish me a happy birthday or call 623-523-0444 and sing to me, please, kindly. So another story here for you real quick. I went to a financial advisor and I just thought about this because when I talk about bank tellers being hapless and the cog and all this, I, I, I don't I really don't blame them. They are a lower or more an entry level person. And I really don't think if you interviewed a hundred tellers, I don't think more than 10 are familiar with the term bail-in. I don't think they're familiar with the term Fed now, you know, maybe central bank digital currency just because that's a little more mainstream, but they just don't know what's going on. They just want their hourly wage and to get home. So I went, I met with a financial advisor last week. I won't give you all the details about the story, but I actually was in an office with a financial firm. And a couple thoughts I have. First of all, the guy was young. He's been in the industry only a few years. So he had he wasn't there when the tech bubble burst, playing in a building, 2008. So if we have a sizable correction, I'm not sure if this person is, is prepared for what's going to happen. But a couple observations when I left. I asked some pointed questions. The person that I went with for the appointment, I just went as kind of a friend and to, and to help. And I asked if the person's worried about the world. No, why would I be? I asked about banks. I asked, did, did you know anything about FDIC deposit insurance money? Because the person I'm with is risk averse. And that's part of what we're dealing with the CDs. No, no, doesn't know about that. I'm like, do you know that insurance companies have a one-year product? One year. Put your money in, no fee up front, no annual fee, no backside fee. If you leave it for the year, you have a 30-day window just like your CDs. You can roll it over. You can take part of it out. You can take it all out. I'm like, but the difference in my eyes with the banks, with the FDI insurance, if you check out FDIC.gov, and find Depositor Insurance Fund, the DIF, it has roughly 1.13% coverage. The insurance companies cannot operate. They cannot sell you the one-year product without 100% 
guarantee on your money. And I asked if this person knew it because CDs, I mean, normally we look for one year, three year, five year. Some people do CD ladders, which you can also do with insurance companies. And the person didn't really know much about it. So I was able to give a little education, hopefully. But where what I really left with, if you're with a financial advisor that cares about you and did what was right for you, even before the government came in and told us we have to be fiduciaries, which simply means put your best interest before our own, you, you, then you were lucky. But you do have another part of this equation that was glaring to me just last week. Ask your advisor, are they concerned with a little list of things? Maybe we'll give you a copy of the 10 pillars to have with you when you have your annual review with your advisor. Are they worried about Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, you know, the solvency of? Are they worried that our country has gotten itself into $34 trillion in debt? Are they worried about politics, especially this year, healthcare, borders? There's a lot on the table. And these advisors with firms, they have to focus on quotas. They, they could be the most honest advisor in the world. And if they don't get you to invest and they don't keep you invested, and unfortunately, if they don't keep moving your money in some cases, they're not going to be working there for very long. So I don't know. I mean, this this young person, it, super nice, super smart. I have nothing bad to say other than completely oblivious to the stuff that we bring you each week. So, and if I wasn't on a undercover mission without my work attire on, I would love to have given this person a card and a radio show card and said, you should hear this. Still, you'll have to do what your firm wants you to do, but at least you'll have some inside information. Maybe you can at least shift your clients from short-term CDs over to insurance company products. But I don't know, I'm, I'm railing on something that, that's, you know, here nor there. I just know it keeps coming up. You know, I see these groups on Facebook and it's, and it's funny because there's a lot of people on Facebook asking what to look for in an advisor, asking if annuities are good or annuities are bad. It's like a couple thoughts for you. It's great to get a second opinion, but be careful. Be really careful. The one thing I do like about the Facebook groups that I'm following, you get a lot of opinions. <laughs> Everybody has an opinion and some of them are hilarious. Some people are like, one, one I loved. The person said, you know, how do I find a good advisor I can trust? And the, the comment was, look in the mirror. It's like, there's a lot of truth to that. If, you, if you're relying on a financial advisor, that's good. If you want professional help, that's good. But it's always your money. And you better be doing quality <laughs> control audits. You better be, make sure they match up with you. You know, I said last week, I said all the time, we, we are not a good fit for everybody. We, this show is about sounding alarms. It's about making sure you're proactive, not reactive. We want you prepared, not scared. That is not part of the financial model in our world. It's age-based appropriate. That's number one. You know, we look at your age. If you're 80, you should have 20% for growth and 80% safe. If you're 20, you should have 80% for growth and 20% for safe. What if I'm more risk adverse? You know what I'm saying? It, it, that's kind of a blanket thing that us people use. And and again, the bottom line, we we are mandated by our brokers first and foremost. We have to keep selling. So we we want you to see us. We want every single person in the country, you know, 18 years and up, not not everybody. We want you to see us at Rochford Associates, fourth generation, fully independent, fiduciary. Anthony, are you a fiduciary? I got to get that out there. I am. Anthony's a fiduciary. 
fourth generation, fully independent, family practice, veteran-owned. I'm a Desert Storm dude, so veteran-owned. You know, we we check all the boxes for somebody that can actually try to help you. And if we can't help you, this is going to shock you. Hang on. We won't. That's what's so weird about our office. So anyway, I know that was a lengthy segment on my thought on financial advising. I just, the world is really, really uncertain right now. And I would say you better right now have your exit strategy in place. You better have in your mind what is a reasonable expectation. You know, if you're down 10%, well, if you're down 10% and you panic, you shouldn't be in the markets probably, in the financial markets. You should probably talk to us about insurance products. But what if you're down just a regular, you know, short term, just no, no little snag, a regular 20% down. So you got $100,000 in your account, your 401k, your IRA, whatever, and, and you're down by 20 grand. Now you got 80 grand. Are you going to get nervous? Are you going to panic? Or are you fine with that? What is the number? You better think about that because this super bubble, Teflon Dow, absolutely ridiculous financial market, sooner or later, and I know, Anthony, you'll say it can go on forever. They keep printing money forever. Sooner or later, there's there's going to be a little prick. <laughs> there's going to be a little pin prick in the balloon, and it's going to pop. <laughs> and when it does, I, I personally think it'll be a bad one. I didn't know about the tech bubble. I was new in the industry. I came in in the late 90s. I didn't understand it. I just trusted that my father knew what he was doing. Plane hit a building was kind of sudden. We woke up that morning, and we had to scramble on what to do for our clients with securities. 2008, 2008, we started dollar cost averaging out of the markets in our office in 2006. You want to talk about painful? Everybody's making money, just throwing it up in the air. And we're telling people, you, you, uh, this doesn't make sense. We were two years early. So, but our clients that got through 2000 in October of 07 through March of 09, they, they were pretty happy. Then they didn't lose a lot of money. And then there were opportunities. I think this time might even be bigger. So I, I think people better make sure they really know what they own. You know, you, you need to know what you own. What are your risks? What are your fees? How comfortable are you? If you're not sure, we, we you know, I make jokes, but we really would love to be a second opinion for you. So moving on. Boy, that was a long time. Anthony, are you still here? Or did you fall? Barely. Anthony. You don't talk to me. I don't, you don't need me for this show. I talk to you outside of here. It's only this one hour I really, I'm reluctant to talk to you. Because we're always, we always kind of, we're on a little bit two different takes. And I don't, I don't like confrontation. I want us to agree completely on everything here. I think it'd make for better radio. I, just let me talk. You never say much. Once in a while, just nod up and down in case people are on YouTube. And then once in a while, just say, yeah, you're right, Jer. You're right, Jer. You're right, Jer. Like the Saturday Night Live skit with the Bee Gees. What, what do you think? Uh-huh. You're right. Do you have anything to say? No. No, I don't. <laughs> so, I don't moving on. I remember that one. It's pretty good. It's an old one, but I just I saw a replay of it recently. This so, one this week was really good with Shane Gillis as the host. I've seen some clips. It's probably the funniest it's been in a very long time. I'll have to watch it on YouTube because I like him. I like, and I know, you know, I said I'll, it, when we get close to the election time, I'm going to be more political. I want to get into that today. Shane Gillis with his Biden impersonation. After Biden does a speech, he becomes a Roomba and just kind of walks around. That is funny <laughs> stuff. So good on you, Shane Gillis. So speaking of politicians, let's get into the first thing. This morning, I sent you a little YouTube video. It seems like we work for YouTube, doesn't it? It's like we, don't, we, don't, we have no monetized accounts. They don't pay us. We just It's a fascinating social experiment. So YouTube, I sent you a clip of, I don't know, some, some Congress or whatever dude 
screening Janet Yellen on the economy and Bidenomics and inflation. And I said to you, it's like, do you, do you see why I poke fun at Janet Yellen? It's just, it's, I can't help it. Everything she says is so wrong. And you said you didn't like the way the guy, you're like, well, this isn't fair because the guy's attacking her. It wasn't just Biden. It was, it was the, the quantitative easing was also under Obama and Trump. And I get that. I'm not, you know, Biden's just who's in office right now while they're screening Janet Yellen. My problem is when you look at our government, we, you know, we have a legislative branch, we have an executive branch, we have a judicial branch. The, the, the president of the United States, especially currently, is, is the faceplate. It's like the CEO. But when you dig into things, when you dig into inflation and interest rates, and what we're going to be facing with Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, $34 trillion in debt, et cetera, et cetera. That is falling on the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. I know you're listening. That falls on Jerome Powell. That falls on the Fed. So, um, you know, and I don't know if it's real smart for the current administration to be touting Bidenomics when our inflation is definitely problematic, you know, and now the stock market doesn't know what to do. Because are they still going to lower interest rates? You know, are they going to actually have to raise them? We, we have a choice. I mean, do you want recession? Do you want a bunch of people to lose their job? And then we go and do deflation? I mean, I, I can't wait. Then things are going to be cheaper, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, if a bunch of people wind up losing their job, maybe not. If you have less people going out to a restaurant, let's say we go into a, well, we're in a recession. Let me change the, the verbiage like they do. Let's say we go into a depression over the next year. And people are losing their job and people can't afford anything. I mean, we've already got a problem with people can't pay their credit cards or their auto loan and their student loans. Thank goodness they're all being deleted. But um, so if less people go to the restaurant because they have even less money than they do now, just throwing this out there for people like you, Anthony, that still will work day and night to keep your lifestyle the same. Don't you think when you go into a restaurant, the the food's going to cost more? You know, I mean, it, it's going to spiral. So I don't know. I think we either pick inflation, which is not at bay. It's getting worse. I mean, I saw last week the uh, 30-year mortgage was up at 7% again. So, so much for that little dip we had for the last few months. And I, I don't, I mean, there's no easy way around this. And we still are listening to people like Janet Yellen. The, the woman, I don't know. I mean, I, I got to be careful here because I'm really not, and I'm not in the mood to be abducted. By the way, I am not suicidal and just in case. So are, are you there, Anthony? I'm just waiting for you to get to a point. I, I don't have a point. My point is that with everything I read and watch in here just astounds me at the stupidity. We have people, they work for us. We have all these people that only get a paycheck because we pay our tax dollars. Now, I'm not just talking about the politicians in Ukraine. I'm talking about the ones here. And they, they can't be honest with us. They can't say that they bobbled, they've mismanaged everything they've ever done. You know, if you really research the world, if you read Jekyll Island, you know, if you if you look into some of the the doomsday people, you know, the real negative people like Porter Stansberry and Jim Rickards, who think you should have gold and silver and maybe a, a condo in Aruba or Belize, they're they're right. I mean, th- this has all been bobbled so bad. I mean, may- maybe you should have gold. I, I think diversification. You should still have food and water and some other precious metals too. But I, I don't know. It's it's just all messed up. And I think it's getting closer and closer to coming to a head. And I don't know how it's going to play out. But 
With that said, I did notice last week Arizona is banning. There's a bill in the legislature. They're banning basic universal income. Did you happen to see that, Anthony? Uh, I saw the title. I didn't read the article. It's interesting. South Dakota, I guess I guess some states are getting together. And, you know, I mean, I bring you these stories week after week of which state, which city, you know, is the money for expectant mothers or is it for just anybody, no strings attached. There's some states that are saying that's doing more harm than good and we're not going to be a part of it. They're saying this, so, the article. Why are they banning it, though? Because it's, and it seems weird to make a law to prevent it versus just not passing it into a law. So are they saying cities and so towns? They don't want to come in it they, they don't want, well, it's the state of Arizona. So they, they don't want different cities to come in and say, we have this extra COVID money or, you know, hurricane relief fund or whatever. We're going to give it out to, you know, 600 bucks, thousand bucks a month to these people. They, they're in what, and when you get to the bottom of the article, the article is very simple. You know, whether you believe in UBI or you don't, universal basic income is up to you. I, I, I really understand your point, Anthony. You know, we, we don't have the money anyway, so it's all funny money anyway. So instead of giving it all to other countries, why don't we at least give it to our working poor? Part of the problem with these these cities, they're not giving it to the working poor. That's what this article, the bottom line of it is you're cheapening work. You're putting more people on government assistance where the dependency is rising. You're doing exactly the opposite of what you want to do. It, it, it's like when you when you have people on the 101 in Bell or whatever, you have people with a sign that, you know, say they'll work for food. Well, no, they won't. They want you to hand them a buck. You know, your mom and I went to a meeting with the Peoria Police Department. And because we're like, well, how do you know which ones really need help? Which ones don't? They were like, D don't give any money to these people. We have resources. They can just come to us and we will guide them to get housing and food, and whatever they need. Stop giving them money. Because actually what we learned was the vast majority of them are using the money for alcohol, tobacco, cigarettes, everything but what you think it's going to. So that's what UBI, the state of Arizona, amongst others, is basically saying you're giving money to people that you're you're not going to help them. You're you're delaying the inevitable, you're enabling them to have less motivation to work, you're actually hurting them. If you're the wealthiest nation ever on the history of civilization, we we should have free healthcare. We should have free basic we should have everything. Mortgage debt forgiveness, right? I mean, what what does Bill talk about? Debt jubilee, debt jubilee. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for all that. So I don't know. I just the article is interesting because as much as I'm saying I, I don't know where the money's coming from, as much as I I don't know if we're actually helping or hurting, this article saying well certain states are agreeing with me and they're going to do something about it. Thanks for listening to another money show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. At Rochford & Associates, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, J.R. Rochford and his team of specialists have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 25 years. 
Give us a call now at 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. This is another money show, except this one's different. This one's actually fun. So let's get to let's get to some happier because I know we can't resolve it in an hour, let alone in a in a. But month. if you want to sit down and resolve your personal situation, reach out team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web anothermoneyshow.com. Give us a call 623-523-0444. Nice, very nice. Good segue into identifying who we are and what we do. So you were in Tucson last week. I guess this is a good time to bring it up. I wore my forward strategy shirt today. I love the shirt. You know, we're we're almost two years now into this. And I, I don't do a good job. We don't do a good job with bringing this up. But we, we're able to show up and do this every week because we find stuff to talk about. We, we realize it's more a show on current events and how they're likely to affect your finances than a traditional financial show. But be, you know, we just show up and talk, but we have forward strategies. They're they're the ones that introduced us to this program through AmeriLife. So we want to say thank you to Forward Strategies. Thank you to AmeriLife. We've got Jim every week puts up with us. Can you imagine that? He gives us, we don't use it as much as we should, but he gives us an outline every week. So the day that we're running out of stuff to scare you with and we want to go financial, he's got us ready for that. We've got Doug doing the YouTube channel. You know, we've got Sam. We've got Sam, we've got Mark McClure, Ford Stokes, all these people. And I guess we should once in a while say thank you because there's a whole bunch of people that makes us able to do this every week. So thank thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. So you said something about interest rates and that you were going to pick up your C8. Yes. Tell me what, you know, part of the people listening, they don't even know what a C8 is. Kind of exciting. Having my midlife crisis. So I've got my new balances and my jean shorts, and I bought a vet, which I don't know. I'm still it's still weird to even think about it. It's way more than I want to spend on a car, but I figure why not make oh, financial mistakes? Too. So you you bought a Corvette? I thought you meant like you bought a 1984 Chevette. Oh, a Chevette, a- make yeah. a Chevelle. But wow. here's here's what I wanted to say with that because I. You know, all the same stuff we tell you on this show. I, I live by all of it. I've put away all my retirement, or at least most of it, towards annuities to be income in retirement. Um, I don't really carry debt outside of my home. Um, I will carry a letter on this car for a little bit, so I don't have to come up with everything up front. But just like you're saying, health insurance is great until you actually need it. You know, most of these banking apps and credit cards, you can see what your credit scores are. And I've got a fantastic credit score. I've paid off other cars in the past. I've never missed a payment. I'm always on time. You know, I rarely ever pay interest on it because I'm usually just paying my credit card every month. You know, occasionally there's a small balance. You know, if I just don't want to take enough out of the bank to pay it off and I'll pay it off the following month. No big deal. Problem is, doesn't matter how great my credit score is because I think it's showing up as like 850 on my credit report right now. Guess what my interest rate is on this car? Well, does with it matter that it's like a high power? Does it matter no, that it's a worse car and what? That has nothing no. to do with it. It's just no. a purchase interest rate. Um, yeah. I'm going to guess, and I, and I really, and I honestly, I do not know. I've never asked you. I'm going to guess 11%. I'm going to guess it's ridiculous. 
oh geez that would be i couldn't even imagine going that high i probably wouldn't buy it if it was that high but it is eight percent just about eight percent what's the difference between eight and eleven that's not that big of a difference yeah at that point it's just all obnoxious of course i don't plan on carrying this loan to term i'm gonna pay it off real quickly uh but or what's the point of keeping your credit so high and doing all the things that they tell you to if they're still going to screw you over when you actually go to use it. I mean, I'm what's, the you, Janet Yellen. what's the point, yeah. Dan? So I think we talked about this on another show. We need to figure out what it's like to go through bankruptcy. Because maybe all these millionaires and billionaires that have gone through bankruptcy, maybe they know what they're doing. So how do we cash out and all this debt that we have access to and then find a way to not pay it back and then declare bankruptcy and start fresh? Did you know that Dave Ramsey has filed bankruptcy? Dave Ramsey? I did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, if Dave Ramsey can do it, you can do it. I mean, you guys are very similar financially. And and then um, turn around and making a marketing ploy and it, make well, that how I'm so smart because I declared bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had I mean, real... I mean, there's stuff that do it. Obviously, it worked for him, but you think about that. You think all the debt that we have access, the whole country runs on debt that it'll never pay off. So if it's good enough for our our world leaders, why isn't it good enough for individuals? Because we are responsible. Because I'm sure other people have had this thought. So I'm, I'm curious on how it all plays out. Well, I'm going to do it. When I organize those medical bills today, I'm going to organize them and then just let them sit there. I'm going to put them in piles on like, yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. I have a feeling it doesn't go well for the good guys, but I'll let you know. So, and you are you are fiscally responsible. You are, you know, it's so funny because normally, first of all, buying a new vehicle, you know, historically has been a really bad idea. It's a depreciating asset. You know, you should always buy something two years old. You, you are not married. You have no kids. I think this is wonderful. I think it's really good. You're what, 33 years of age. You've never done something excessive like this. I think it's wonderful. So I, I will give Thanks for anybody, who, I mean, obviously you're going to die in it. Am I the oh, benefit of your life insurance? Yeah. I mean, does that life thing have a lot of gut? Yay and my sister. So they actually, yeah, before I ever have to make my first payment, you'll see me at the <laughs> funeral. And you know, what's so funny. It's Jay is over 18 now, so I can't even help him with, with his newfound inheritance. I'm just going to try <laughs> to squeeze on him a little bit. I'd never make sure that money gets to him. I know. Yeah, right I'm wrong. embarrassed to say what I'm, that I'm getting this. Because we've had people that are like, oh, you know, you know, we're talking about the financial advisors who you should have on Facebook. It's like, oh, well, I wouldn't deal with a financial advisor unless he's a millionaire. I don't know how many times I can say this on this show, but financial advisors don't make money because they're financial geniuses. They make money off of your money. That's how everybody makes money. They accumulate your assets. That's how we grow. So the fact that I even have enough is almost em- embarrassing, right? But then also on the flip side, I've been driving beater cars for the last two and a half years, which is also kind of not what you want to see from a financial advisor. So I've been saving my pennies for a very long time for this ridiculous and, car. And that is true. I go to the office sometimes and I see in your parking spot, <laughs> one of those beaters, but the, lately the hood's been up. So I know it's overheated on your way to the office. It's actually kind of funny. Oh, it's almost, I've had coolant lines break twice, <laughs> two days in a row driving that car back and forth to work. Uh, but I figured it out, I think. I think. I don't know. It's Maybe a good learning. I love driving car cars, though. I'm a big fan. I, there's something fun to it. So this will be my first into a, uh, 
Actually, no, the, the worst financial mistake I've ever made was out of college. And I bought a brand new car then. I bought a brand new SS Camaro convertible. And that was real, real dumb. In hindsight, I got a good deal on it. I paid 0% interest for 72 months. I didn't keep that car that long. I never keep cars that long. But I always look back and like, that one That one was a really dumb one. So I'm terrified to see how I will feel about this one. I do look at it as they're holding their value right now really well. So maybe I won't ever do that. Again, you're in good shape. You pay your bills. I want it. I'm just going to say I want it. I think this is good. And usually I'm mad at you for things you decide to do. And this one, I'm not. I'm, I'm all behind you. And I think the world is really uncertain. All the stuff I hear. So why not enjoy yourself now? Because what if it gets real sketchy over the next couple of years? So I'm happy for you. I do want to give some financial advice. You may not know this. And I think it's still applicable. I haven't looked into it. Well, since you've been in the office, so at least six years. But since you're floating a note on part of it, to keep your 850 credit scores... Make sure if you say you took a five-year note, you know, people take a five-year note, whatever, even if it's 0% financing makes no difference. Uh, the reporting agencies, they're, you know, this is obviously going to affect your credit score. You have to pay for 19 payments. You have to go six months plus one for this to stay on your credit score for the full term. Like it, it goes off your credit score. And I'm saying you've had no late payments. You, you've been on time. But it, and it used to be where you had to pay for a year and a half or else it fell off of your credit score when you were done. So you might want to look into that, even if you have the money. Or the now, it got point. I've got fantastic credit now. And what did it give me? It got me an 8% rate. So, I mean. Yeah, but maybe what did 11? Why even bother? Yeah, I guess it's. I, I do. I, didn't wanna, I want to get paid off in a year or two. Well, I just, I don't like months. dipping into my savings to pay all up front so it doesn't matter that i've pretty much have the money to buy it it would i don't i want to move enough funds well and we're not mark salem it's not an auto show so let's move on i want to get back to my tinfoil hat stuff real quick because you're getting ready to go to town to go get your car and and i wanted to be happy and i wanted to thank everybody but now i want to go back to we're all going to die like my next perfect time. so the ten dollars now i do i do but i only want to talk about one I want to remind people because it's been so long since we've really brought it up. And Jim just told me we only have 12 minutes. So that means I only have a minute per pillar. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what they are. We credit a man named Roger with the 10 pillars. So when we started the show, this was right around the time we did the 10 pillars was for Roger. And, and what it is, is, you know, we're not normal financial planning people. We are very much well-rounded. We like to be advisors, not salespeople. Anyway, he said, what should I worry about? You know, you're going to manage my money. What are you watching? Let's dig into what pitfalls are going to be. So he wanted 10 examples. Some of these are, duh, you don't have to dig into them, debt and deficit. When I when I wrote this list in February, two years ago, I'm sorry, yeah, 2022, it was 7 February 22. The debt was not even $30 trillion yet. So it was $29 trillion. And then, uh, so debt and deficit was pillar number one. Number two, obvious for a financial advisor, financial markets you know is there manipulation is there volatility you know high frequency trading computers could there be a bail-in pillar number three pretty easy don't have to dig into this one taxes are they going up well of course they're going to go up we're 34 trillion in debt they're not going to go up for the rich they're not going to go up for the poor just the middle class if you're rich or poor don't worry so number four was inflation and don't forget this was in february of 2022 we know what happened to inflation right around then 
So that, that hasn't gone the right way. I, we've never gotten to hyperinflation. I hope we don't. Pillar number five was healthcare. I talked about long-term care insurance. You know, I don't care who you are. You better have a plan, whether it's you're wealthy and you can self-insure, whether you've conveyed that risk over to an insurance company with either traditional pay long-term care or asset-based long-term care. Come see us, by the way, if you don't know what that is, we can help you. Or uh, Altex, you spend down, you go on Altex, but you better have a plan or do what I'm going to do and die peacefully and suddenly in your sleep. Pillar number six, unfunded and underfunded liabilities. We we will be digging into that one over the next couple of years. That's Social Security, or as I like to call it, a Ponzi scheme. Pensions, you know, you, you used to talk a lot about the pension guarantee fund. So we have to talk about liabilities. Number seven was the erosion of the middle class. And I would say that's pretty much tied to taxes and inflation, all that too. So the the number eight is social media, how we're in such an instant gratification society. You know, the, the social media companies just last week are under fire again. You know, Facebook was under fire recently about how you shouldn't let your kids be on social media. Like the social media people don't let their kids on it, but we do. And now last week it was on, are you silencing the voices of conservatives? Or is it a fair platform for all? And I can tell you the answer to that if you want to know. Ask me a few questions about YouTube and how we have to handle that. So, you know, toilet paper shortage, you learn that on Facebook. Number nine, geopolitical missteps. Mind you, we did this two years ago. Russia and Ukraine, we thought that might happen. China and Taiwan, that still might happen. North Korea, they always want to remain relevant so they could shoot off a rocket. On this list was Iran... Israel, USA, and how the three would intertwine. We're seeing that's happening. But I want to talk for a minute about number 10. This is, I think, the most important pillar, but it's the one that nobody is ever going to want to talk about. My number 10 says civil war. The subset says red slash blue states. And under that, I've got haves versus have-nots, vaccinated versus non-vaccinated, Black versus white, gay versus straight. You know, the media is pushing us together. This was two years ago. We were not aware of the scope and the impact of open borders. So I think this pillar number 10 is really the most important pillar because how does all of this end? You know, when I when I referred to a little bit of violence rising in the country, last week I brought up the, the Venezuelan gang that may even, you know, join up with MS-13. Was it trans de agua? They, trans, they know what I'm talking about. So civil war. It's funny because in my travels, and Anthony, you're seeing it in the office. A lot of people are getting a little nervous. Like, how does all the political polarization end? How does all this immigration end? Unfortunately, I think we might be too far apart as a country to get back to some sense of normalcy. Not that we're ever Mayberry or the Brady Bunch. I get that. There's always been something to worry about. I would say not this many. I love what Seth Liebson said on the show a few weeks ago. You know, JR is like the chicken little, the boy that cried wolf. But at the end of the story on the boy that cried wolf, there actually was a wolf. (laughs) So I talked to several people on the phone last week from the radio show. And it, it was just like talking to myself. It would, these are people that they reached out because they're like, holy cow, they're putting two and two together. And they're like, this country is going to fight. We are going to go into civil war. 
I'm like, well, we may. So get ready. I mean, if it starts in the big cities and it goes your way, and by the way, I mean, now there's another white balloon going over the country. I mean, maybe we're going to be fighting the Chinese like Red Dawn. You know, I mean, dig out the old DVD or find it on Netflix, but look up Red Dawn. Maybe, maybe we're, <laughs> I have, maybe that's what's coming. But the whole thing, we want you prepared, not scared. You, you should still be operating under the assumption that you're going to make it to a nice old age and you're not going to have to worry about it. But with all these people, agreeing with this show lately and saying, yeah, things just don't add up. I'm sorry. I think the country gets split in half. You know, it's happening right now with Texas. It's Texas versus the federal government. And that's already exhausted from the media cycle. We're not hearing about that anymore. But by the way, Texas is, is deporting people on their own. I love that. You will not hear that on the news. Texas is doing a deportation program. They're, they're, they're making their state strong. So when the whole thing, and, and obviously, Anthony, it's not going to start, you know, next Wednesday and then be done in two weeks. It, it's going to probably start within the next year, two years, and then for the next 20 years. This country is not going to be what I grew up in. You know, you, you understand what a civil war is, right? It's going to be Americans killing Americans. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe it's going to be a lot of other people killing Americans. And then unfortunately, it's going to unleash things like in the cities, especially with people killing each other. Yes. One, one sits uh, the purge. <laughs> you, so you why could it be like uh, a revolution instead if everyone's upset? And we all vote for Robert F. Kennedy or how do we do, how do we handle no. it? Ross yeah. Perot, we need you. Is Ross Perot still alive? I mean, believe me, over the years, I, I was very well tempted to vote for non-two-party system candidates, Anthony. I just know... I was. I had a conversation yesterday on my birthday. As I was playing a little cards at the Diamond. We need to have a sponsor. They have a lot of money. They got a lot of my money. I know that. They got a little bit of your money yesterday. We 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 need sponsors. Desert Diamond can Casino. But uh, I mean, part of all this stuff going on is there going to be a revolution? I was talking to somebody about Kennedy, and I'm like, well, he seems to be more moderate. He seems to be well versed in vaccines and politics and the history of this country and the CIA and all this stuff. Does he have a chance? Unfortunately, the two-party system is so strong, you're just wasting your vote if you vote for somebody that's not either Democrat or Republican. That that hopefully won't be the case one day. I mean, look at the, the huge influx. When is that one day? Exactly. It has to start at some point. Change everybody's registration. Carry on that same mentality as we're just going to keep doing what we've always done and pray it gets better. Because does it get better? No. That's why you just talked about civil war. Okay, so if you're listening to the show, here's Anthony and my. I'm going to agree with Anthony on this one. Here's my advice: the first step, go on. What is it? AZMVD or whatever it is. The community. I don't know. Whatever. Just research it. Change your party registration on your voting registration. Don't be Republican. Don't be Democrat. Be independent. All of us. So they don't know what we are. And then vote for everyone. That's the first step. No more Democrats and Republicans. Let's get rid of them. Let's start over. You know, you think revolution, we can maybe still come back together peacefully. I think when you say revolution, I'm not positive. I think there's too much baloney out there. I think there's- Well, I just, I wish there was more- you know, you talk haves versus have-nots. I wish that was more of the party lines instead of you talking red states and blue states. 
do you think people are being civil? I research a lot more than you. I mean, I, I watch a lot more. I I think there. I'm watching the is, things are bubbling over in Chicago. I watch Chicago mostly because I still have relatives and friends Chicago's there. Always been a cesspool, though. Look what, at the people that come that? out of there, like you. Wow, wow. <laughs> Those are the expressed verbal <laughs> feelings of Anthony. Chicago, I love you. Miracle Mile, Rush Street, <laughs> Lake Michigan reparations evanston good call you know <laughs> flak jackets bullets flying chicago i love you no it, it, cesspool that's a really descriptive word for my hometown but no it, the airports you know the parks in new york it, things are festering if you start going on youtube here i go again we need them as a sponsor too another money show bought to you by desert diamond on youtube so the people are getting really pissed off they're saying you've got food insecure you've got homeless you've got veterans you've got older people that need help and you're shifting everything to these illegal immigrants. I'm not going to say migrants. I can't. You com- you committed an illegal act when you came here. So we got we got at least say there's Brom. All right, I better stop there. Jim just put the two minute warning up on the screen, and I'm just getting started. So next week, when Anthony gets back with his brand new C8 Corvette, we are going to probably broadcast live from that car. He's going to be sitting in the driver's seat, making engine noises, and I'll talk next to him. So travel safe. Time to uh, push those private track days that we've been hosting. If you've always wanted to get your car out on a track and you are interested, we will host some private track days here in the next year. So reach out at team at another money show.com. Give us a call 623-523-0444. And I will help you get started with your car in a racetrack so that you can also make these poor financial decisions like I am making with vehicles. It's the only, I'm uber conservative with all of my finances outside of my car purchases. That's where I screw up. Anyways, that's it for today's show. If you like what you heard, you have questions on any of the topics today, or you want to sit down with us to review your personal situation, you can reach us at team at anothermoneyshow.com. Find us on the web, anothermoneyshow.com. You can book appointments straight from the site. On YouTube, you can find us, Another Money Show. You can like and subscribe. You can see the shorts that we do, the reels, all those mini videos. Um, Remember, if you do want to reach out to us, and I think this is where we differ from a lot of those other local shows, there's no minimums to reach out. We're not going to tell you to only see us if you have $500,000. If you have $5 to your name, you probably need help more than anybody else. So there are no minimums. There's no cost for appointments. You know, we're not charging you to sit down with us. If we can help you some way, you know, if there's a cost to it, we'll we'll let you know. Sometimes we can help people without them ever paying us a cent. So we love when we can do that. You know, you've got nothing to lose by getting a second opinion on your financial situation. Um, until then, we'll see you again next Saturday at noon right here on 960 The Patriot. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. At 
Rochford and Associates. We know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path, and the journey is different for every family. And in times like these, we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals. We want to ask you to prepare for economic chaos. We want you to prepare for bank volatility. We want you to insure and protect your assets with a smart plan. Our team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right for you. I want more people to sit down with us. When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor make our plans. Schedule your no-obligation consultation today by calling 623 623- 523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Rochford and Associates, veteran-owned and proud to serve Americans like you. Do you want a steady stream of income for retirement? Then it's time to consider annuities. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Gone are the days when most employers offered pensions with guaranteed lifetime payouts to their workers. But what if I told you that you can build your own personal pension? It's possible with an annuity. An annuity is a financial product that provides a series of regular payments to an individual over a specified period of time, often for the rest of their life. There are several options for you to consider when choosing an annuity. Be confident in knowing that there is an annuity out there that can meet all of your needs. Ford Stokes is founder and president of Active Wealth Management and author of the book, Annuity 360. There are several different types of annuities, including fixed, variable, and fixed indexed. A fixed annuity offers a specific guaranteed interest rate on their contributions to the account. A fixed index annuity is an accumulation-based product offered by an insurance company. The growth of your fixed index annuity is dependent on the performance of a chosen stock market index, but your money is not actually invested in this index. This offers you great growth potential and exceptional protection for your investment. While each can provide tax-deferred growth and a lifetime income stream, variable annuities put your principal at risk in the market. If you are currently investing in a variable annuity, your funds could be in serious trouble if the market experience any downturns. With so many possible choices to consider, it's essential you speak to a financial advisor or professional to help you make the best decision for your future. So, are you ready to consider an annuity as part of your retirement plan? It's a key question to consider as you approach what should be your golden years. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes, economic uncertainty, and how it could all affect your future in retirement? Then tune into Another Money Show to learn how you can protect and grow your hard-earned money. Another Money Show, every Saturday at noon, right here on 960 The Patriot. Protect your hard-earned money today and learn more at anothermoneyshow.com. 
Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes from the Biden administration, and how it could affect your retirement? Then listen to Another Money Show with J.R. Rochford and Anthony Correo. Learn how you can reduce the taxes you pay before and during retirement. Another Money Show every Saturday at 4 p.m. on 960 The Patriot. Schedule your free, no-obligation consultation now by calling 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM. A registered investment advisor. BCM and Rochford Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results.